I'm Jason Klom, and this is Comedy on Vinyl. The year is 1986, the album Polka Party, the artist Weird Al Yankovic, and my guest is my best friend and yours, Dan Gomeller. Welcome. You're welcome. Dan- no, wait, I nope, don't have to introduce this no, song. You don't have to introduce this show. That's a different show. Yep, that's an absolutely okay. different show. Um, okay. So this week we're talking, though. i used though, to that. No, that's fine. You and I have talked about Weird Al on the show before, mostly Weird mm-hmm. Al on the show before. Yeah. First episode was with was with you and 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 Ari. Was it you, me, and Ari talking uh-huh. about it? Okay, talking about in three D and talking over it <laughs> because that's what <laughs> yeah. we thought the the show was going to be for a while. <laughs> that lasted two episodes, thank Christ. Uh, then you and I talked Bad Hair Day with Rachel Bloom. No, not mm-hmm. Bad Hair Day. I'm sorry, was, even worse. Yeah. Uh, have we, have you and I done any more Weird Al or is it between that and like eight years later than you came on to talk last year we to talk, do Fire Sign? That, there was that and then Fire Sign, yeah. Okay. And I know that there were some other ones in between probably yeah, I mean, early there, there was, on. We, we did the, there was a Christmas one with what's yeah. his name? Oh yeah. Uh, Zero Mostel doing that's, the Grinch. Yeah, that's good, good point. Yeah, that, that was, that was a hell of a one. What I would really like someone to do, and I prefer it not be me, is to cut <laughs> uh, his audio to uh, or put his the audio under cartoon? the cartoon because I want to oh. see how that looks. Or maybe it would be more appropriate to the Jim Carrey film. Um, it, hmm. it would then be shorter. So a shorter version of the That's Jim Carrey true. film is not a bad huh. thing. Um, so uh, I was not 100% sure why you picked this one until you told me that this is the first, is this the first record or first comedy record you bought for yourself ever? Uh, it was not bought for myself. It was okay. my first weird al album that i uh-huh. owned oh okay okay dad got it for me for christmas mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think that was like after i had discovered his weird al tapes you know because mm-hmm. he had in 3d and okay yeah. so those were his yeah those first few okay okay exactly and so i think that was the year that we got i got a walkman mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i got Weird Al Yankovic Polka Party. That's amazing. What, and I did, listened the shit out of it. Did you get it this year or was it a few years after that? Um, from my recollection, we were still living in Milford, which means it was probably when this came out because 90s okay. when we moved to Lawrence. So. Okay. That's kind of great. Yeah. That's kind of great. Did you, when you got your first Walkman, break it? Um, when my parents bought me a Walkman, I broke it immediately. I did not break it immediately. I mean, it broke over time. Sure. I was a young child with a Walkman. So. Yeah. Why did they give me, at six years old, <laughs> a very nice, I've looked it up since, it's a very nice Walkman. I would have been, this album released in 86, but or like very end of 86, so mm-hmm. I was probably just about like seven or eight yeah. when I got this. Okay. I don't know if it was the year it came out or like the year after. I know it was before 90, so within mm-hmm. a couple of years of it releasing is when I got it. Okay, that makes sense. So it was still, you know, it, it was, was still pretty yeah. fresh. In it was the newest album. Yeah trying to see if i've ever seen this weird owl the accordion the the cover let's start here dan well, this is a very good cover it's an f sharp by the way what is an f sharp dan well that he's is, playing oh, on the oh, cover okay okay good in case that you're is, curious is that on the trivia on the website that you look <laughs> yes. up oh my yep. god <laughs> oh no <laughs> guys guys this is that's fine the news about- for me on this when i was mm-hmm. just doing a bit of research is that this was a commercial failure and made weird owl think that his career was over Wow, because this is what? What record is this? Fourth? This is the fourth one. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, wow, that's fucking crazy. That's insane. I mean, there's it also came out, a lot of it really came good songs out, on here. Um, after, uh, 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 was it the Dare to be... St- 
stupid? Was Maybe. it Dare to be stupid? The third one. I should probably know yeah, this. That because Dare to be stupid came out in eighty five, and that one was like his, like a critic was very successful, and then mm-hmm. this came out and never peaked past one hundred and seventy seven on the Damn. Billboard. Yeah. I'm wondering um, if it's a basically like a lack of a Michael Jackson song. Do we think that's that's number one? He did I, in an interview I was mm-hmm. reading on the Wikipedia. Uh, he did say that he thought that maybe he peaked at "Eat It." Sure. Yeah. After I this mean, came out, I get that. I would. Um, I mean, he was prepared. He had his architecture degree. He would have been yeah. good. A lot of people said like it just felt like he was going through the motions mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. one. Okay. Um, I feel like. <laughs> It's quite possible too, because there were some things that he was pressured into on this album, from what, from what I gather from some yeah. of his interviews. Okay, um, and so this might be one of the first albums that really made him feel like it's mandatory fun. Mm-hmm. Name of his last contractual album, sure, uh, because they wanted him to do a song that was off of an album, uh, off of, off their label. Uh, and popular mm-hmm. and so that's why he uh did living with a hernia okay okay wow. because living in america rocky five or rocky four it was had just <laughs> mm-hmm. come out yeah and that was like the the song from rocky four okay and they actually even the music video he's on the same set from rocky four that's fucking funny um so that was like sort of like you need to do this yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, Toothless People, he got the permission from Rolling Stones to do it uh-huh. because he thought Ruthless People, the movie, was going to be very popular and the song <laughs> would be very popular. Sure. And it wasn't. Right, right. Uh, but he already asked permission, so he felt like if he didn't do the song, he would be snubbing the Rolling Stones. Yeah, that'd be weird. So again, he kind of felt obligated <laughs> to do that song. Wow. Um, like... All, most of the songs on this, the, I think the majority of the songs on this are not are more style parodies and original songs than sure. they are direct parodies. Right. Which I was noticing when I was driving and then I was reading about it. There's like five, five original or style mm-hmm. parodies, four actual parodies, and his polka remix. Wow. Okay. And it's his, it's his shortest album, too, with 10 songs on it. Huh. All yeah, of which are less say, than four minutes, more than three minutes. It blew by fast. So yeah. I did not realize in terms of length that it was that short uh, compared mm-hmm. to the other album. That's interesting. That sucks because like I like all the songs on here. Yeah. And I, apparently a lot of the his his uh, original songs became kind of uh, fan favorites yeah. over the years. But mm-hmm. the album itself was not received, even though it was yeah. it was a submitted for a Grammy and never won any awards or anything. Wow. Never That's got platinum or gold or anything like that. So and it was his first album not to be. Yeah, I it's think weird. It might be one of his few. It's, that and Poodle Hat. Poodle Hat was also not well received. Sure. I mean, I honestly, when Poodle Hat came out, I was in a bad frame of mind, so I didn't like it when it came out. In on revisiting, I was like, no, this is good. But that mm-hmm. that that's the only other one that you know why I think <clears throat> it had been so long between that and whatever was before that. I feel like it wasn't running with scissors, right? It wasn't a full eight years, but it was. Uh, see, see, guys, I'm just. Everybody expects me to be an expert, but I'm not. No, it was straight out of Linwood, but that was right. Wait, no, that, that was a lot. La- wait, right? That was no, a really was. good one. Sorry, it was running with scissors. Was ninety nine. Poodle Hat was oh three, and then mm-hmm. straight out of Linwood was oh six. And I loved all of straight out of Linwood, but I yeah. think that's because I'd fallen back into like, oh, it's okay to be a grown up and like weirdo. Yeah, that, that's what that was. 
Yeah, this is, I mean, okay, well, let's start here. What's your favorite song on this record? Oh, well, I mean, it's a toss-up mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. uh, because I I really like his songs that kind of ramp up a little bit. Yep. So, like, I really like One of Those Days. Yeah. Um, And I also really like Christmas at Ground Zero. Like, for me, that's a classic Christmas song. Yeah. For me, right? Um, but, I mean... Uh, good enough for now is Ari and Mai's wedding song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's perfect. It's mm-hmm. uh, if I was going to pick, I know you didn't ask, and, and that's fine. That's fine. I don't think I knew what this was a parody of, by the way, at all, style wise. Uh, Dog eat dog. That mm. uh, that might be I my did favorite. not at the time either. Doggy Talk is so good. I I have since learned that I really like the Talking Heads. Yeah, yeah. And I've always liked Dog Eat Dog, and that mm-hmm. explains a lot of things because I love the style, and that's what that is. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. In, in, in ter- I mean, he does walk that line where if you do like a almost a direct parody of a line from another thing, what you make has to be so perfect stylistically. Otherwise, it sounds like you're just jacking that song. Yeah. You know, but, you know, he di- does the, what's he say? Uh, fuck, what, what's the exact Which, line in it? Uh, oh, the, uh, you know, sometimes I I ask myself, and it's almost an exact yeah. parrot. Uh, and, and this would suck if that's all he had done that had any, mm-hmm. like, proper resemblance. It's like, oh, you're just jacking that song. Yeah. But no, it's elements of so many talking heads. And songs. and uh, his his style parodies truly do that as well. Mm-hmm. Like the Jackson Park Express is a really good, so good. Or the um oh shit, I forget what it's called. The the one that's like uh uh all the freaking like corporate terms. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's on uh, is that on mandatory fun? Yeah. Uh, oh that's all uh, that's uh, like mission statement that's the name of it. mission statement and that's like uh, I'm I did not sleep well last night and I can't remember words uh, the three names that used to also have young <laughs> yeah 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 uh, the Crosby, Crosby stills, stills and Nash yeah it's totally like but like and when you listen to it you can hear the different Crosby stills and Nash songs that mm-hmm. influenced it it's yeah. not just one song that influenced it you can hear all of it flowing through it it's interesting to me because like there are some art forms where influences are really easy to spot. There are some art forms where people make the homage or like the influence really obvious. And then there are people mm-hmm. who can do this thing where they seamlessly merge a bunch of chunks of different things from the same artist that has influenced them or that they are trying to parrot. And uh, that seems impossible to me that's why i can't do what al does but it's it's that like how do you mix 10 songs into one song and they're all recognizable because he truly is a music educated man yeah yeah right he's not just a dude making funny songs he Mm -hmm. truly understands the music he's making Mm -hmm. i mean that's why he's a producer now sure because he understands not just the surface level but the underneath like in, I was uh, noticing in Christmas in Ground Zero, mm-hmm. um, the way he kind of goes up and down in pitch, yeah, with the air raid sirens going in the background, mm-hmm. they go along with the up and down of mm-hmm. those sirens almost perfectly. So like good. he's singing a siren, a yeah. nuclear siren, mm-hmm. 
But you don't know. I didn't notice it as a kid. I didn't right. appreciate it at that level as a kid. But oh, listening yeah. to it now, I'm like, that's some very creative writing. It's insane. <laughs> and that's just all, you know, and, and he nails the uh, the Phil Spector wall of sound sort of yeah. sound. And it's also obviously that's why he did, made it a Christmas song. But mm-hmm. And it, uh, for those, if you're completists, there is a grosser version of this one out there. And it's, boy, oh, boy, is it. Or wait, no, it's, no, no I'm thinking Santa, uh, The Night the Santa, Santa went crazy. crazy. Wait, but now. There is actually the polka. Uh-huh. He'd, uh, there is a version they had on, like, some live MTV thing where he mm-hmm. changed the ending instead of the keeping my baby part. Oh, really? Because that was too controversial or something. Oh, yeah. that's really funny. Even though it's from a, an existing song that's fine it, that's fine it's the 80s man it's the 80s I guess so I suppose. but listening to it i'm like just kind of remembering some of the stuff i didn't get mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there's things like i don't know their parodies because i was little and i didn't i did not have the skill set here's johnny is the one for me that i had never ever ever even heard uh-huh. who's johnny uh-huh. i had no idea i've only recently heard it for the first time i think what's really interesting is the i forget who it was it probably says it here, but uh, one of the the guys who did Who's Johnny mm-hmm. loved the idea of the song so much that he showed up to the studio with the floppy disk with the synthesizer bits in it so that Weird Al what? could use them in his version of the song. Oh, my God. I mean, he does. I th- He thanks everybody who gave him the rights, but I'm assuming it was El DeBarge or somebody mm-hmm. from DeBarge. That, that's amazing. Oh, I love hearing stuff like that. When you're that nerded out that somebody else wants to, to fuck around with what you're doing. You know, and usually does it in as respectful a way as he can possibly do. I mean, that's yeah. kind of great. Wow. Wow. That's, I can't, is, is that song from Short Circuit? I can't remember. In my head, yes, it's, yes. it is. Okay, they so I, I didn't they have make that. that up. Even though, have you seen the music video? I have not. You, you, this is one I, because it's batshit from what I remember seeing. It's, it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Um, the original uh, that is, and I don't know if that's actually Ed McMahon or if that's an imitator. I'm assuming it's an imitator, but I don't oh, know. Here if we go. According to Weird Al, oops, yes. Peter Wolf. Yes. Uh, the man who wrote Who's Johnny oh, okay, enjoyed okay. the parody idea so much that he personally brought into the studio the floppy disk that contained the song's program synthesizer parts. Okay. That's fucking great. Wow. So he was totally 100% behind it. It's nice to know that er, that early on into his career, though, and also at a moment where it was almost going to fall apart, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan, let's marvel what well, if this. The is, next yeah. album, uh-huh. the next album mm-hmm. was um, so well, that was even worse, was yeah. so well received. It's his mm-hmm. best selling album at the time. Wow. Okay. So he learned from that, th- those two albums, that careers have lulls and peaks yeah 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 and not to get too lost in the lulls because there may be a peak right around the corner it's weird though because uh, it's such a very specific he didn't have like if you go to like a stan freeberg or or some other comedians who did uh, they had backups like if spike jones had failed he could have continued being a straight musician stan freeberg could have gone back to writing ads and i guess weird al would have been would, an architect. Would he would have built the New World Trade Center. It would well. It would have been a parody of the World Trade Center. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. It'd be a little goofy, a little crazy yeah. looking. And mm-hmm. and uh, speaking of that, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if he can now, but for the longest mm-hmm. time, he could not perform Christmas at Ground Zero because Just, Ground Zero became synonymous oh, with nine eleven in the World Trade Center. That's uh, wow. And people who 
didn't grow up in the 80s and understood the concept of nuclear annihilation. Sure, sure. Didn't have that immediate response to that phraseology. He had to stop playing it live. What was it? I was going through like things that I did not understand. Oh, okay. Living with a hernia. Mm -hmm. um, My brother Mm -hmm. had a hernia. Mm -hmm. And so I I thought that song was hilarious. Wait, he had a hernia as a young boy? Yeah. Why the hell? I don't know. I never really, I would, I don't remember much of that, and I wasn't really involved in a lot of the medical conversations. I just knew he had one. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. Huh. Your family's broken. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, that that was one that I enjoyed, and I think it was a lot of, it was just like, okay, I, I'm, I'm assuming all of these things would make sense to a grown-up. Is what I, anything that I didn't get, I just assumed, yeah. okay, that probably makes sense yeah. to a grown-up. <laughs> Um, uh, I watched the music video for that. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I hadn't at the time, but I have now. Sure, sure. And uh, uh, I was reading through the thing and saying he does. He's like, I don't know how to dance, but you know, if you if you let me watch it, I can you know break it down and mimic it. Sure. And they had a choreographer, and so that's what he did. So he he dances like a very in pain James Brown in it. Great. And there's wow. a, you know, like James Brown does like all the crazy feet stuff. Sure, sure. So there's a scene where you're looking down at his feet and one of his feet does a whole 360. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. Oh my goodness. Oh, there's such it's commitment. Like a, such commitment um, to these things. Dog eat dog. There's a lot of that I didn't fully understand because obviously sure. as a, a seven or eight year old living in rural New York, mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of experience with the corporate cubicle sure. uh, world. Mm-hmm. Um and I was too young to really know David Letterman, so I didn't even know about, you know, stupid human tricks. Oh, wow. That's really So funny. I didn't, I was like, I just, I was like, oh, well, I guess if he does something cool, he can be on a talk show. Like, <laughs> that's what I thought he meant. Yeah. I didn't know, like, it was a specific I mean, bit that he was referencing. Sure. That makes sense. I, uh, they allowed me to watch that show way too often, so. <laughs> uh, uh, and then Addicted to Sp- yeah. It, this is this is one of those that again and weirdo I has no shame in just shoe what seems like shoehorning a parody yeah. into another song, but I don't hate it. I don't hate it. The Robert mm-hmm. Palmer song is very good and very catchy. He he keeps uh, it going. Yeah, that one that one I understood pretty much all of the lyrics. Uh huh. That's fair. I got it. It's about food. Um, I don't. At that time, Idaho was just this magical place potatoes came from. Now I live there. Yeah. <laughs> you you finally realized your childhood dream. From I this finally album. realized my childhood dream to go watch potatoes grow. <laughs> uh, is there is there? Have you ever had a special? This is a serious question. Have you ever had a special potato moment in Idaho? It must have happened once. I mean, they're that plentiful and they don't shut up about it. Have you had a special? Well, honestly, potato people here moment? don't really give too much of a shit not about true. potatoes. It's not true. Oh, Boise said an exclamation point at the end, Dan, so they must. So mm, what's your favorite true. potato moment in Idaho? My po- favorite potato moment? Yep. It's a new segment on the podcast. We've got one episode left after this, but uh, my favorite <laughs> potato moment segment. <laughs> I hope I remember to ask our final guest. <laughs> the one that you already recorded. Um, <laughs> favorite potato moment. Thank you for taking this seriously, Dan. Uh, I'm just throwing us off the rails. Sorry. I'm trying to think. You must have I think disco- really... I think my favorite potato moment is discovering how good they are cooked in a freaking air fryer. Mm, okay. That's they're, good. They're delicious. That's a recent discovery, but it, they're very good. 
Okay. My least favorite potato moment is the amount of them that we had to let rot in the fields because no one could deliver them because of the, the pandemic. That's, I mean, that's a sad potato moment. Ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen, this has been Potato Moments. There were tons and tons of potatoes rotting. That's really sad. Yeah. It is sad. Who doesn't like a nice good potato? Um, I apologize. Things are just, this is just, look, yeah. one of these days, I really like. I mean, it is a perfect, yeah. it's, it's, it's a listy, I really, but it I, escalates, as you say. Yeah. I think that's one of the first songs I really understood the escalation in it. And I mm-hmm. think that's. Like a lot of my comedy now likes to build on things like that Uh and escalate. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure that was the song that influenced that. That makes sense. It 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 is it is all like just set up as uh you know some normal yeah. things are happening on my shitty day, and then obviously and then they escalate. But he still throws in the occasional like <laughs> nothing event. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not even anything good on TV. I don't even know what my favorite. Yeah. It is such a it it is so good that a I remembered. Almost all the lyrics, which is not true for every Weird Al song or even album, but I think I remembered most of the lyrics, and it still makes me delighted every time the the higher and higher and higher and higher it gets. <laughs> and I I was very surprised with myself that I not only instinctively remembered all the lyrics, mm-hmm. I also instinctively remembered the order of the songs because yeah, I yeah, listened yeah. to this on audio cassettes. So it was just always in order. How long? And I just. How long until you got a second audio cassette for, uh, for your own collection after this? After you bought I it? I never did. No? <laughs> Just used all your dad's tapes? or ma- ma- ca- Oh, you mean overall? We yes, allies. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, oh. Uh, yeah, overall. Like, uh, how, how, when, when, when did you get a second cassette to play in your Walkman is my question. Uh, let's see. I didn't get... I, I didn't get even worse. Okay. I don't think I actually... Wait, you didn't get even worse? I thought, I swear, mm-hmm. to, how did I hear it? Well, did I no, I, have it? I didn't get it when it came out. Oh, okay, right. I had found it used at that used uh, cassette store by the bus stop when we were going to Cooperstown once. Interesting, okay. And I was like, oh, I should listen to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. Um, uh, which album was it that had, no, not that one. Um, no. I never had the Nirvana Might be one. Bad Hair Day. Mm-hmm. I think it was Bad Hair Day, Amish Paradise, because I remember listening to that on the bus sure. on the way to Bosey's my senior year of school. Okay. A lot, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. That and ICP. I remember. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> it. You were a bit of a juggalo for a while, Dan. This is one of those things that... Jigga boom bow. Welcome to the House of Horrors. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. <laughs> now sit down, because I'm about to scare you. Boogie boogie boogie. <laughs> Dan, would you would you go to the g- gathering of the Juggalos? No. Okay. I will say it's way too Christian of an environment for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I will say, a friend of the show, Nathan Rabin, has written extensively about how mm-hmm. he did not want to go, and then it ended up being a life changing event for him mm-hmm. going. No, it seems like the people, the Juggalos, are actually generally very cool people right. to each other and to yeah. others yeah, it's yeah. sort of like how like yeah you know the hell's angels are you know they kill people mm-hmm. but they help old ladies cross the street right right <laughs> right like it's that yeah. kind of a situation um weird owl fans we set arson but uh we make songs about it yeah um we set arson you know what i meant to say <laughs> yeah we set arson to things we set um <laughs> i do have to point out mm-hmm. and it's he uses it he talks about 
nuclear bombs twice uh-huh. on this album. Uh-huh. And even as an eight-year-old in the 80s, uh-huh. I understood what that was. Yeah. In the idea of a nuclear holocaust because it was so fucking ingrained, mm-hmm. the Cold War. Yeah. Kids now have no idea how scary it was and how much like everything told us that the end of the world was any day now. See, and I never, I was either so sheltered or spoiled <laughs> that never crossed my mind. Mm. That being a reality was like, oh no, that's a thing for movies, TVs, and Weird Al songs. <laughs> uh, and I don't know, you'd think it never came up why I lived in West Germany and we never went to East Germany. <laughs> that was never brought up. Hmm. I didn't know hmm. that there was the, the literal embodiment of the Iron Curtain you know, I don't know how far away from where I live. You so, could spit on it. Yeah, I could probably could have spit on it. I would have, goddammit. I would Son have. Showed those commies who's who is what I would have done. I would have I would have did that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it never... It's funny because uh, nuclear Holocaust humor was a constant in your house. I remember that growing up. But w- there was a lot of nuclear warfare jokes and you knew a lot about it and... <laughs> You you were one of the reasons where, where it was like, oh, you can be smart and funny at the same time. That's weird. Okay. <laughs> smart people uh, yeah, are always really, treated like dweebs on TV. Yeah, I didn't know. Really liked war games. Uh-huh. Uh, on the Tandy 1000, mm-hmm. we had a game called Mad, uh-huh. which was Mutually Assured yeah. Destruction. The whole mm-hmm. point of the game was, it was and it was similar to what was in war games where uh-huh. you're supposed to like you're you're trying to prevent a war and if a war starts it just shows how everyone launches missiles and everyone dies mm-hmm. there was no winning that game yeah yeah everyone dies in the nuclear holocaust i think i remember you telling me about that i think that is why yeah, yeah. i learned about the concept of mutually assured destruction because i hadn't yet seen war games mm-hmm. probably probably that's crazy yeah well, i remember also a common phrase in your house is it only counts uh, uh, in yeah. <laughs> close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and sometimes thermonuclear warfare. Yep, that's exactly how you would say it. I don't know if you said it first to me or your dad, but I was like, "Oh, this is a bunch." I definitely of nerds. got it. From I like him, this so. place. <laughs> I was like, "That's the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard," and uh, you know, solidified <laughs> it all. Do, uh, where the hell are we now? Oh, we were literally just talking about nuclear Armageddon, and now yeah. Polka Party. Which okay, I'm wondering how many of these songs. Uh, I mean, I knew a lot of, not all of them. I definitely didn't know Freeway of Love, What You Need, Harlem Shuffle. Mm. I knew, I knew Sledgehammer. Sure. Uh, we used to watch the video all the time on MTV. Oh, it's, a, it's a great video. It's a great video. Susu Studio, I did not know at the time. Mm-hmm. Party All the Time, I didn't know. Oh, sure. Uh, I think I knew Say You Say Me. Okay. Freeway of Love, I'm pretty sure. I didn't mm-hmm. know what you need. I did not know Harlem Shuffle. I did know Venus. Mm-hmm. Didn't know Nasty. I wish I had known Rocky Me Amadeus I mean, at the time. On. Come on. Um, it's the best song. I knew Shout, and I knew Papa Don't Preach. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it, it is, okay, this is then, this is his third polka that he's written, right? Because there's no polka on the first record. Right. Um, yep, this is his third. So good. Wait, wait, so, wait. Um, there was a tour uh-huh. where uh, he opened for the monkeys. He did his tour yeah. for this album. He toured uh-huh. for the. He opened for the monkeys. It wasn't a Weird Al tour. I think it's where he my said, wife saw him here. Nice. He said that um, he was uh, that the monkeys were closing for him. Mm-hmm. That's what he, he said. <laughs> um, but um, so uh, when he did that performing it, that's where he would do "Everybody Have Fun Tonight" by Wang Chung. Mm-hmm. 
um, between Shout and Papa Don't Preach, apparently. Wait, really? He'd just sing a straight song? Just a cover back then? Uh, no, I think he just oh, added he that added to the it. polka. Oh, he added it. To, oh, I see. And I he mean, said it's perfect. The, the, that he had fun, but that the and the monkeys were great mm-hmm. on stage, but they seemed like they hated each other mm-hmm. off stage. That's, I mean, that they were not very fun to be around. That's a group. That sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they were basically glued together. So sure, sure, sure. And they were old men that yep. had gotten together because they were handsome and could some of them could play instruments. Yep, <laughs> they're pretty funny. <laughs> they're pretty funny. Yeah, here's Johnny. I did I, watch the monkeys a lot. So. It's a good show. It was a great show. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the new monkeys or whatever they were called when they uh, tried to revamp them in the 80s? Mm, that might have been the one that I watched. Oh, okay. That's also fair. Um, yeah, I had never heard. I don't think I had honestly heard Who's Johnny until maybe a few years ago. I must have looked it up early on once I figured out that was a parody because I did not mm. know this was a parody song. I was just like, oh, it's funny. It's about Ed McMahon. That's all I right. know. Did you know Ed McMahon, Johnny Carson? What was your familiarity? I knew who they were. Yeah, like I and I got I got the joke of it. I do mm-hmm. remember getting the joke of it. I didn't get all the references. Sure. And in fact, there's a lyric that until I looked it up today, I didn't know what it was. What was it? And he says, "A trooper to the end, a Clydesdale's best friend." Oh my God, that's what he was saying. And why was the fuck was he saying that? What am I? What I know that's. I'm like I'm like I went, I'm like there's no way that's the right lyric. So I looked it up. Everything says it. So I look it up. Uh-huh. So you know how he says that he's selling beer and dog food. Oh. The Budweiser yeah. Clydesdales okay. was a whole maybe. commercial wow. series, and he did the narration of those. Holy crap. So wow, at the time, it was a, a relative reference. Sure. Now it's a deep cut. Wow. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know how young anybody ever listening to this show is, but in case there's anybody like considerably younger than us, Ed McMahon. Was a man with glasses who would frequently be drunk uh, as Johnny Carson's sidekick, and he also represented a. Uh, yeah, a he of, was Johnny uh, Carson's Andy Richter. He was Johnny Carson's Andy Richter. That's exactly right. He also represented the Publishers Clearinghouse sweepstakes. Mm-hmm. That's that a letter. A, yeah, the letter. Yeah, reference. Yeah, and he would show up to your house if you won, supposedly with a giant check. Like I feel mm. like he popularized the giant check as a concept. See, I think that's why I know Ed McMahon. Yeah. Is because everything he did appealed to the old people. Mm-hmm. And when I was home, mm-hmm. who was the one caring for me? Yeah. My grandmother. And sure. so what was she probably watching? Shows with Ed McMahon on them. My well, God. with Ed McMahon on the commercials. He would be doing ED commercials today. I if you were very still clearly remember those fucking publisher clearinghouse commercials. Sure. You can't get it up, huh? Well, try Viagra. <laughs> Here's Johnny. And oh God! <laughs> I had to. I mean, at this point, you'd have to do like a double parody where mm-hmm. he takes an erection pill, mm-hmm. humps it through a door, and it's interspersed with The Shining. Yeah. Here's Johnny, and he just <laughs> do you think? He, do you think Epic Man named his penis Johnny? That's why would he do that? He already knows a guy. That's his best friend. Name? But name your penis after your real life friend? That's I'm just saying. That's like, like if I name my penis friend, Dan. Right? Why well, I can't name my penis Would you not? Did you? Oh, never mind. Oh, okay. That's fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. We're learning things about each other. It's <laughs> it's okay. We can hash this out on the, the other show. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Do uh, uh Man, Don't Wear Those Shoes is another, another, <laughs> another one that escalates. Do you know the... I didn't look this up. What is the style parody here? Do you know? I can look it up. Uh, 
I I I did look it up, mm-hmm. and apparently it like is it it opens with kind of, and he's admitted this is a Kinks style parody, but it's mostly oh, okay. his own style. Okay. Oh wow, that's kind of that's kind of great. Oh okay, yeah. This specifically, this one website specifically notes that it's somewhat like Father Christmas, which it is a lot like Father Christmas. So uh, yeah, by the Kinks. And I don't know that one. Father Christmas, give me some money. I don't. I don't know if there's a lyric. Da, 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 but uh, listen, if there's a Christmas song out there, Dan, um, I know it. So that's fine. Um, but yeah, this this is just another like, this is just him being a, a little a little pissy boyfriend is what he's being. He's like, yeah, because he doesn't want to wear, wear shoes. shoes. Don't, yeah. honey. I don't want to see these shoes. Do whatever else you want. Which if I, yeah, spit in my face. Yeah. So there's, there's a, a couple. There's there's a there's mm-hmm. a, a a lyric in here that mm-hmm. I misunderstood. That Ooh, uh, reading it now um, definitely changes context a little bit. Uh huh. Um, it says or start laughing when you're drinking milk, so it comes out. You know, and you know that I do anything to please you. It sounded like it said, and you know I do anything to beat you. Is how my brain had heard it as a child, <laughs> oh, no. and for the longest time, that's what I thought he said. <laughs> Holy shit. That is, uh, wow. Wow. That is, it's a good thing. And, and then on top of that, <laughs> yeah. um, as a child, uh-huh. I thought expose yourself meant like giving away information about herself. Uh-huh. Now I understand expose yourself is <laughs> flash the camera. As an adult, I understand it was actually far more. <laughs> wow. Wow. As a child, yeah. Oh my goodness. She's going to re- reveal her inner person. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. How shocking. She must, have, she must have, like, some sort of, like, she must have stolen bail bonds as a child or something. <laughs> I don't know. She has an offshore account. <laughs> Certainly that's all that could mean. <laughs> some real skeletons in her closet, this girlfriend. <laughs> he can't be blamed. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't, I only knew two, uh, Ruthless People as a movie. I don't think I knew this song. I think that is one that I had to look up I knew. This. I knew neither as a yeah. child. Uh-huh. Well, it was a failure of a movie. I can't even remember who's in it. I want to say, I want to say Bette Midler and Danny, Danny DeVito, DeVito, Bette Midler, Judge uh, Reinhold, of course, Judge Ellen Reinhold Slater, Bill Pullman. Oh, Bill! I mean, directed Bill's by David Zucker, part. Jim Abrahams. And oh, Gary it was them. Is it them trying to do straight comedy that isn't Airplane? That might be what. It, okay, now I almost mm. want to see it. Let's see how bad it is. <laughs> oh, but the posters like DeVito, Reinhold, Slater, Midler. You can see their names real tiny, yeah. but. Yeah. And it's just a big old screw. Yeah. Boy. We're really ruthless. That's right, Judge Reinhold. You are. I hope he has that line in the movie. That's all I'm hoping. I guess you could say we're ruthless people, huh? Huh? How many songs has he done? I feel like there's a, there are subgenres of Weird Al where you could, like, this is about, I mean, maybe there's the medical subgenre. That's true. Uh, but there's also definitely dental because this and um, the U2 one uh, that I can't think of right now. Uh, ca- uh, fuck, what's it Cavity called? Cavity Search. Cavity Search, yep. So that's, uh, I feel like there, maybe there are other, now nah, I'm going to have to look it up. But definitely there's a medical subgenre. It's not just food and TV, everybody. Sometimes yeah. it's ta- it's body horror. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Weird Al's body horror song. <laughs> Uh, medical I, I guess medical works has he got germs yeah 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 yeah. oh yeah there we go that that might be the other one i was thinking of well, the um, parody. 
So this is just a song that is about people <laughs> losing their teeth. And so therefore I was like, I don't get it. I don't get why this is a, I did yeah, not I know mean, it's kind of, sh- I mean, to be frank, uh-huh. it's kind of shitty about it in the yeah. song. Yeah. 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 The yeah, song's yeah, yeah. kind of shitty about it. Like, mm-hmm. is it the same guy from don't wear those shoes? He's just a real pissy ass. Just a real pissy asshole. Yeah. <laughs> but then good enough for now is just a perfect, uh, you know, romantic country song that is not yeah. romantic at all. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is, though. I mean, <laughs> yeah, okay. if you think about it, mm-hmm. um, it fits right along with um, 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 uh-huh. that other one. Okay. What's his name? Oh, my God. How am I planking on so many names today? <laughs> uh, uh, Australian, British, and um, uh, uh-huh. Tim Minchin. Oh, Tim Minchin, uh, sure. And his, um, um, if I didn't have you. Mm-hmm. Cause his uh, his the song is saying if I didn't have you someone else would do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And his song is like, I love you. Mm-hmm. I don't. I would. I would be sad if I lost you. But mm-hmm. if I had never met you, I probably would have someone else. Yeah. I wouldn't know any better. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this song's sort of like that too. Sure. In in a way, it's about like, you know. I'm pretty lucky. I found someone that ticks off almost every box. Uh-huh. I mean, no one has someone who ticks off all the boxes. So. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the other end of his cake parody from a few years later, uh, which is, <laughs> uh, wait, what is it? Oh, basically where he can't handle anything wrong with anybody. Even the minorest thing makes him. Oh, uh, yeah. The shit. one, the. Uh, I can't remember if it's on straight out of the Poodle uh, Good yeah. enough. Not good enough. Animated <laughs> by the, no cigar. That's what. Yeah, it is. animated animated by the guy who did Ren and Stimpy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there we go. That's I fucking I knew. Okay, yeah, where he just straight. having having one earlobe too big is enough to just break up. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would, and I know he'll never talk about this, but I would like to know where Weird Al was romantically in 1986. This is <laughs> these are the things that we'll we'll never find out about because he'll never there'll never be a tell all. Which yeah, he's very private about his his personal life. Which mm-hmm. is cool. Mm-hmm. It's fair. It's fair. He's allowed to be. Uh, but I don't know. It's a good song. I sang it at, at your wedding, and it was and it was uh, it was it was a good time. Although I'm sure I yeah. fucked it up. I think I fucked up a couple chords. But that's that's it, fine. It's an easy song to play for those of you who are looking for a weird Al song. It's easy to pick. This is an easy one. To play. Yeah, because it's just a parody of a country, like just a soft country love song. So it's mm-hmm. just. A handful of chords. It's just a soft country love song. That's all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You like mm-hmm. that? Uh, yeah, Weird Al's publishing company, I believe, is Holy Moly Music based on... Oh, no. Is his earbooker? His might be earbooker. Then who's Holy Moly? Maybe that's one of the... the uh, either a co-writer or I know that his producer. record label at the time was Scotty Brothers. They're the yeah. ones who wanted him to do... But then there's the music <laughs> publisher, like who you publish your music through, and the, uh, it's so complicated. So you have your own company name usually. I think Earbooker might be his. I could be wrong. Somebody's mm. going to correct me on that, and um, that's fine. I, I I welcome the corrections, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and then the last song, Dan, is Christmas uh, at Ground Zero. Christmas at Ground Zero. Oh, that you know what Earbooker Polka was the name of the one Polka, so it's got to be. That's why. I, yeah, that makes sense. Um, it is his. Is described as his vanity plate on this website. Do we have? Is there a logo for Earbooker? I just want to see. No, it's not much of anything. It's mm-hmm. just some letters. Um, but yeah, Christmas at Ground Zero, which is kind of a style parody. Of, well, no, not kind of. It is a style parody of um, who I mentioned earlier, Phil Spector. Phil Spector, yeah. 
who has one <laughs> it's really sad because some of his that one christmas album he made is great it's just too bad he's a you know a murderer a monster hair. just yeah. an absolute fucking monster yeah. psychotic have you ever oh my god i will anybody if you haven't listened to mystery show uh it's a very good podcast and it's one that will only give you a glimpse of him so you don't have to sit through a true crime thing but there's one guy who describes uh, having to just do one simple project with Phil Spector, it turned into um, a unwilling sleepover, and he's oh, no. holy shit! It's just, <laughs> yeah. Basically, uh, they're writing they're writing a theme for a TV show, and he comes in with a gun and says, "Now you're going to stay here all night." Um, and uh, it's psychotic. But anyway, he invented okay. a great sound, a great yeah, sound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Christmas at Ground Zero <laughs> nails it. Yeah. And now that I think about it, it is obvious that this is obviously about uh, nuclear panic. It's so weird that that ran. That was a solid 40 years, basically, of, uh, mm-hmm. of nuclear panic. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't have to think about it because I was yeah. in some little bubble. Um, honestly, like, um, apparently uh, he wanted to make a music video for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and his record label's like, no, we're not going to give you money for that. Oh, man. So he funded it himself. Basically, uh, he just got a bunch of like public domain stock yeah. footage yeah. and <laughs> just cut it together. And then just has a little bit at the end where he found an area in the Bronx that looked like it had been hit by a nuclear bomb <laughs> to film just them singing the ending with a bunch of <laughs> kids and people around him wearing, you know, masks, gas masks. <laughs> Uh, and you know, you, you can't, again, you get this far into this career. You can't say the man's not a satirist, not just a parody Mm -hmm. guy. I mean, come on. It's so good. And I think I, I'm trying to see if there's any turf like duck and cover. I don't, mm, did I know it as a reference or did I learn it on the, this album? It's to, I don't know. I remember, I, I I don't think I knew of the vid, like the, the film. Sure. With the turtle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I knew the term duck and cover. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm wondering if I, if I, again, I don't know if I learned it from here. Because I'm sure the first time I, I heard this was from you too. You must have played this in. Oh, I played met. this all the time. I love this song so much as a so kid. So good. We were talking before we recorded. There's a lot of people on this record cover and on the back. If you're out there and you're a Weird Al fan and you are one of these people or know one of these people, I sincerely want to talk to you. I will yeah, bet. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I will bet I've been in a room with one of them because it's usually fans unless these are, you know, these might be actors who were doing a gig but they also more likely are a bunch of weird outfits i mean even by 1986 he had a pretty good following yeah so i mean i mean come on it makes me sad that this was a failure because it's a very good record um mm-hmm. it does have it does have a it's the cover is a recipe for failure because it does hammer home. Don't forget, I'm a goofy guy who also plays the accordion and does do polka like Frankie mm-hmm, Yankovic, mm-hmm. who I'm not related to. Uh, and also, you know, it makes it feel weird and ephemeral um, in any other comedy act yeah, yeah, would be. They'd that. only have the one record. And this this feels, again, alienating. <laughs> it's fine. I love it. I love it as part of the whole. But I guess I can see maybe why people, why it wasn't, it didn't have anything recognizable like uh, <clears throat> Michael Jackson parody, or oh, yeah, if he had... yeah, what 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 is this album about? Yeah, and 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 that's true. It doesn't really tell you what are you getting inside. Mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to even like think he's though, not even doing any it? like this is like a punk environment, and he <laughs> yeah. didn't do any punk songs. No, that's true. So that <laughs> album covers a bit of a lie. <laughs> like if anything, they should have done some sort of Talking Heads all cover because that is kind of. Oh, that would that, that it blends. That's really good for Weird Al. Yeah. The alternative cover is just him dressed as James Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. other countries, like 
Just uh, like look like someone took a candid shot after they shot the video, kind of thing. <laughs> I will bet it definitely feels like a lot of a lot of effort was not put into this album, not just by Weird Al, but by hmm. everyone I think involved. Sure, yeah. If this is like the first his first contractual Oops, obligation album, mm-hmm. then then yeah, that's 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 weird that the 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 not death knell but discomfort knell started with this one where he mm-hmm. had to like oh shit I'm gonna be in this. Right, they're asking me to do. Oh, another thing about the Christmas song Mm -hmm. is that um, the Scotty Brothers wanted him to do a Christmas album, Mm -hmm. and so he wrote this. He wrote this song to show them what a Christmas album from Weird Al would be like, and they're like, you know what? Mm -hmm." (laughs) No. How about how about no? (laughs) But I want that album. Oh my god. I know, but he didn't want to do one at the time. Oh, Al, please. You've only done, like, again, two Christmas songs, maybe three. Again, I'll be proven wrong, but those are the two I can always think of. Oh my god. Even, oh, I want that so bad. That's a confluence of two things I love very much, which is Christmas music and Weird Al. Can you imagine? I mean, I can. I absolutely can imagine. It would be that. God damn it, that's so good. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. um okay so i know we've talked about this before but i always like to remember or like to bring it up again so you had in order you had your dad's first you had in 3d in the first record yes two he had yeah did you ever own dare to be stupid or you just went right to polka party went right to polka party and then i didn't hear dare to be stupid until much later yeah i think same here and it's so good it's so good Mm -hmm. um and then you get uh, even worse you got an even worse way later though um, or you got like Bad Hair Day next. I th- you literally said this 20 minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, Bad Hair Day I think was the next one I had. Okay, okay. I Maybe didn't get even around. worse until I just, I got it for like $3 at the used audio yeah. cassette store. I have never owned the Nirvana cover one. I've never owned that record. I've never owned it. It's weird. It's like the one that's not in my collection. It's not on vinyl in the I US. think I've only owned that one on digital. I don't think I only got that on digital. And I think... Yeah, you can't get it on vinyl in the U.S., but you can get it on vinyl in Europe. That was his, like, it's hard to find, though. And then after that, not that, like, you know, I was buying them all on CD. And I think Bad Hair Day was one of my first records I ever bought, probably. Mm-hmm. I remember being So this is excited. interesting. I'm just yes, clicking Dan. through stuff. Mm-hmm. What is this? Why is that? Did Weird Al, like, produce that? What Wendy Wendy Carlos. Oh, yeah. I see. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, Peter and the Wolf. That's a different thing. Yeah, I'm just yeah. going through seeing what the order of albums are. There's uh, some information about Wendy Carlos in the next uh, episode. I've never owned the UHF gonna... album. Mm-hmm. Which is also only... very good. I own. That I mean, I own Blu-ray. it digitally. But sure, sure, sure. You never, I never it bought physically. the album. Sure, sure, sure. I don't remember when I first saw UHF, but I'm certain it was with you. I don't know if we rented it. Did we rent it, yeah. or did you own it? We That's rented another. it. Okay. There wasn't yeah, a lot. I, n- I never owned Alapalooza. Okay. I had. I remember seeing the first time ever seeing the Jurassic Park mm-hmm. video was at a par- someone's party on oh, their really? TV. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Bad Hair Day was the next album that I owned, and then I, and then you got running with scissors. Yeah. And, that's and then what I got Pool Hat, mm-hmm. and then Straight Outta Linwood. I bought all of the new, all of them, since. Yeah. I bought every internet leak as it came out. Mm-hmm. Did um, did you? I can't remember. So I knew Weird Al as only music videos first, and then when you showed me that there were full albums, I, that's what blew my mind, and oh, I had to wow. listen to them with you. 
Did you, how familiar were you with the videos? Did you have MTV? Because I feel like we didn't have we MTV. Watched MTV. We watched MTV a lot Did as you? Okay. kids. That was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember really seeing a lot of Weird Al videos, though. Okay, okay. But MTV was one of the things that would always be on in the background when Sean and I were little. Mm-hmm. That's why I know Sledgehammer, because that was, and a lot, some of those other songs that were mm-hmm. definitely more recent 80s songs that were played on MTV a lot. Sure. I think I was, my mom rented a, a, one of his many tapes, his compilations, mm-hmm. in which the interstitials were him making a Twinkie Wiener sandwich, him eating Harvey mm-hmm. the Wonder Hamster. I remember that really creeping me out. <laughs> that really scared me. I remember that. I'm like, what is happening? And then I, I like, actually oh, saw fun. a lot of videos when Harry was looking for him on YouTube. Oh, really? Like, I hadn't really seen many Weird Al videos just the basics like eat it and fat and all that mm-hmm. stuff okay yeah eh, maybe me too other than what whatever was on that that videotape that yeah. i was asked to watch as a child why did my mom so, like i never i i don't think i'd even seen living with hernia until i watched it today i don't remember ever seeing it mm-hmm. it's a pretty good video <laughs> i liked it <laughs> <laughs> and i definitely hadn't seen the christmas at ground zero one right um for those who aren't aware dan has uh, a passing resemblance to weird al and as a child boy oh boy did he look like weird al's <laughs> um love child a legitimate love child yeah yeah it's and you is the thing you've committed to the stash for longer than weird al ever did i feel like that's true that out for a very yeah. long time stash and glasses dan's never you've never lasered your eyes or your lip that's correct but i've also never grown my hair out into stringy locks so that's true well, but that's because your hair would essentially poof out, right? Yeah, it would look probably like Dad's did, which was mm-hmm. just a big old white afro, like a clown wig, basically. Like a clown wig. Colors. Yeah, it's an afro without any of the character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just blah. Just blah. Uh, there's video of me uh, almost setting Dan's dad's hair on fire, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my, that's it's in the it's in the mix somewhere. I saw mm-hmm. it once while we're looking f- through the mm-hmm. videos we got there. We were fun teenagers. We really mm-hmm. were. We were good, good people. Good people. Good people. Dan, good people. Um, yes. It, would you? Okay, first we'll, we'll say this. Would you recommend this as a first record for anybody who's into Weird Al, or if not, why recommend this record to somebody who knows maybe modern Weird Al more? <sighs> I I would say I probably would not recommend this as a first album. Mm-hmm. I feel like people need to cut their teeth on more parodies, like good parodies. Sure. But I think if you, you know, once you like Weird Al, I think the number of original songs on this mm-hmm. um, and the quality of those, in my opinion, I really like his original songs on this. I think that would be a really good album to be like, this is Weird Al being more his self versus trying to mimic someone else that's fair okay no that's good it's it, it, you know it has its place and it does have again some of my favorite uh, dog eat dog is up there for me and christmas at grand zero is up there for me uh, overall of his songs. so there's plenty of good on here and uh thank you for the historical context dan because i did not know any of that stuff about this i don't normally look that shit up i'm glad you did mm-hmm. On the back, uh, there's a punk reading Polka World, which I can't tell who's on the cover. It looks like it could be a small Weird Al and maybe Frankie Yankovic if they ever hung out, even though they're not related. I don't know. There could be a photo of him as a child mm. hanging out with his good friend. Yeah, Ooh. I would say in 3D mm-hmm. or Dare to be Stupid are probably, like, if we're looking at, like, I just got this album mm-hmm. new. 
Mm-hmm. And someone's like, oh, should I listen to that first? I And as an eight-year-old, I would say, <laughs> no, nah, you should listen to Dare to be Stupid or you should listen to uh, uh, the other one. Mm-hmm. The other <laughs> In 3D. One. In 3D. <laughs> <laughs> I think the... The quality of the parodies mm-hmm. on those albums are really good, and they're ve- they're po- very popular songs. Sure, but they do have a couple good style parodies as well. It's got you know, "Buy Me a Condos" on it, "Midnight mm-hmm. Star" is on, sure, on it, right? Like those are really good, um, you know, originals. Nature Trail to Hell, yeah. um, but then you got Raya the Kaiser and um, uh, the Brady Bun- uh, Brady Bunch, mm-hmm. uh, Edith's on there. I lost on jeopardy sure like, those are great that i wasn't familiar with the original of that one i do remember seeing the video on tv okay i remember that one mm-hmm. um and then dare to be stupid has you know like a surgeon i want a new duck which is like aries favorite weird owl song <laughs> oh my god uh, that one y- of them mm-hmm. all that's her favorite. yep uh yoda uh-huh like those are all like really great parodies, but then mm-hmm. he's got style parodies like "This Is the Life" is on it, and mm-hmm. um, "One More Minute" is amazing. Sure, um, oh, the girls want to have lunch is on there for like, another good parody. Mm-hmm. Like so, like those two really do kind of kill it. Al should have done a parody of Ghostbusters, but it would have to be a parody of "I Want a New." duck because ghostbusters was a <laughs> ripoff of i want a new drug so mm-hmm. i just feel like al work on that um i'm sure you're listening the uh okay dan well thank you for yeah. joining me for uh your last regular episode we will be doing <gasps> bits and pieces here and there again for those who aren't aware i'll be doing the rest of the history of fire sign hopefully the rest of the history of python with andre jackman and then um at some point down the line i am working on our next comedy album, but I have been working on that for three years. So it, mm-hmm. hopefully with all this shit that's been going on, hopefully this year it can get finished. Uh, it is called Dards and of Diddles. It is Dan and Jay's Comedy Hours. Technically second album, if you don't count any of our Christmas albums, it's only yeah. our second album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After, uh, and it's been 20 years since we released that one. So it'd be nice to release a second one now. Yeah. Um, yeah and, it feels right. It feels like the right mm-hmm. time. <laughs> And it will, that, whatever it takes, uh, and it will probably take a lot of strain financially, but whatever it takes to get it out on vinyl, uh, that will come out on vinyl eventually. And so Dan and I will do a special episode when that happens. That's, that will Mm -hmm. happen for sure. Um, Dan, what, this comes out (laughs) November uh, 10th, I believe. So why don't you tell people uh, where they can find you and Uh, uh, what they should care about? um, Well, I just created a link tree today, which might actually be rather populated come mm-hmm. November. Mm-hmm. Um, so just check me out at linktr.ee slash digomi. Digomi. D-G-O-M-I? Yep. Okay. Awesome. You can find all my everything on there. That's good. So of Dyson Dens um, will be the most popular podcast uh, in the D&D genre come mm. November. That's true. I'm yep. sure if we release another episode mm-hmm. then yeah, yeah um, we'll see <laughs> so check that out mm-hmm. um, and check me out I'll probably still be Twitch streaming in November because it's just something I, I, I play video games all the time so I might as well mm-hmm. put it on the screen uh, so that's you can find the link on my link tree or just go to twitch.tv slash Miller. yay 
Um, I'm just going to tell you guys, go to danj.com because Dan and I have a podcast called Dan and Jay's yeah. Comedy Hour. Um, also, you can listen to Hosts with Our Own Picard, which is uh, our uh, podcast about the show Picard. Hey, everybody. It's Jason. Just a very quick note. I clearly forgot a couple of things. Number one, it's called Hosts with Their Own Picard, not Hosts with Our Own Picard. Um, also, uh, and I do that a lot. Also, um, Dan and I do have a comedy album uh, that is being worked on. It's our it's our first non Christmas comedy album in twenty years. Um, it's called Dards and of Diddles. Uh, it's hard to explain, but long story short, uh, it was named by an AI, and um, that album uh, is planned to be released by the end of this year. And then I hope for a vinyl release next year. Um, at at which point um, we will do a special episode. And if not next year, it'll be the year after because things supply chain for vinyl is very slow as well. But um, that is our plan. And I just wanted to let you know uh, to check that out. Keep your eye out at danandjay.com. Uh, which we're going to record an episode of that real soon because there's a new trailer. The trailer. New I trailer. know. I haven't watched it's it yet. Good. It's good. It's, it's fucking not at all what you expect. I'll just tell you that. None mm. of it's what you expect. Uh, it's going to be so good. I cannot wait. Uh, I don't think we're going to get an answer about Tom Riker, though. Anyway, uh, mm. go to danandjay.com. Go to stolendress.com where all of my podcasts are. Uh, but Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour is one of the things that, um, you know, this show is ending uh, so that I, it ends on a high note. Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour, I plan to just fucking run into the ground. Gonna run that into the ground constantly, like yeah. the Enterprise D in Generations when it crashes onto that planet. But we're just gonna be long and slow, and just gonna slowly. Yeah. Crack, 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 crack. I mean, the whole point of it is to make sure that Jay and I talk to each other. So yeah. really, yeah. really, everything else is just Michigas. Exactly right. Thank you, Dan. Um, no, it's Michigan, Dan. That's where I live. Sorry, sorry, Michigan, D- Detroit, Michigan. Um, it's Chinatown, Michigan. It's Chinatown, Michigan. That's exactly what is happening. Um, I don't know. That's it. Um, well, again, Dan, thank you for being here. And thank you, thank for, you for having me. Launching the show with me mm. and coming back a few times. And uh, I apologize for that. Yeah, yeah, it's fair. It's fair, <laughs> especially that first those first few episodes. Uh, those are Dan's to blame. We'll just say those were Dan's it's idea. A, it's a, it's a, it was a, 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 a different time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We all thought being edgy was a good idea. That's also true. I'm sure uh, I'm not happy with any of the language I used in a lot of those mm-hmm. um, uh, or the person I was. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, oh, also next week is uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Thanks so much and have a good thing. Comedy on Vinyl is a production of Stolen Dress Entertainment. It is produced by Mike Warden and is hosted and edited by Jason Klom. Our theme song was composed and performed by Richard Levinson. You can email us at podcast at comedyonvinyl.com. You can also send snail mail to P.O. Box 725165, Berkeley, Michigan, 48072. Subscribe to Comedy on Vinyl on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you can find podcasts. Give us a five-star rating and write us a review. It helps. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Comedy on Vinyl, or find everything in one place at ComedyOnVinyl.com. A major portion of Comedy on Vinyl has been underwritten by Stand Up Records. Please visit StandUpRecords.com for all your comedy needs and tune in to the new Stand Up Records channel available on the Roku, where you can also find select episodes of this podcast. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15-plus years. Stolen Dress Entertainment. Hey, it's my turn. Ah!